And, you know, I think ultimately that these ancient practices have led me into the deepest worlds of healing, of healing trauma, of connecting with the truth of any experience, which is that we are whole and complete, no matter what has felt like it's fragmented us. And somatics are really practices for the future. This is the place of community connection, where we honor and celebrate each individual's unique gifts and passions, share rituals for all the seasons and cycles of life, and bring light to both ancient and modern practices that transform communities to the new earth paradigm, one that is more loving, compassionate, and life-affirming. This is the Nourish Collective. I'm Jeanette Seely, and I'm Kate Strakosh. We are so grateful that you are here with us. And we'd like to acknowledge that we're coming to you from Lenape land, right along the Matitaconk River on the Jersey Shore. We, we bow to our teachers, our teachers' teachers, our mentors, our ancestors, our guides, past, present, and future. Our intention is to offer an inclusive, trauma-sensitive space. We will be mindful about cultivating this. And we'd also like to acknowledge that we are both cis, able-bodied, white women. And we are committed to being open to doing better. Thank you so much for taking this journey with us. So this is our first official episode, and I, I would love to take this time to share a little bit about what led us both on these individual journeys towards the work that we do, and to also offer insight and connection for those of you listening. Would you mind sharing, Kate? How did you, how did you start this <laughs> journey? <laughs> oh gosh, so many different threads together, but I had... I think back to when I was a young teenager, it's such an interest in food and how food affected my energy, my connection to my body. That led me to studying nutrition at a natural medicine school out in Seattle. And it was probably one of the most potent and loneliest and vulnerable times in my life because I was so invested in, in learning the science behind nutrition and exploring all sorts of different paths of, of spirituality. I moved across the country from my family, didn't know anyone. And at the same time, was so disconnected from what my body really needed. And so fast forward to going deeper into movement through yoga. I studied um, more about how the mind-body connection brings us back together. Hit some really low points in my hormonal balance in my body. And that was really where the raw awakening began of, okay, in, regardless how much I know in my mind and how much I can learn from books and tools, it's really tuning back into my intuition to honor what phase I am in. And so this is basically sharing about 25 years of an experience, but led me deeper into doing more of the work that I do now, tuning into my yoni health, getting deeper into Yoni steaming and the wisdom and also all of the emotional and the energetic embodiment that is there. So um, I really, I, I took hold of what my body was asking for 
switched gears, kind of fine-tuned, went deeper into the shadows, which taught me so much about the treasures of my own life and reclaimed the wisdom that, that my body carries. Fast forward to the current day where I've gone deeper into intimacy work and to really honoring that our bodies, regardless, woman's body, man's body, has their own time, has their own time to celebrate in vitality, has their own time to be in winter and to grieve and to really recognize the resources that we can cultivate from within. And so that's just the shortest version I can come up with in this moment because there have been so many different chapters within that, but it really, it started for me on, on such a physical level, but asked me to go much deeper into the deepest energetic and the deepest outward energetic to really connect me into the bigger scheme of, of the universe. So thank you for listening. <laughs> oh, that was so beautiful. I, I really felt when you said that, like, no matter how much your mind knew that you had to learn to listen to the intuition of your body. Um, and I think that's a journey for all of us that we, we live in this kind of top mind society where our brain drives our thought processes, our choices, but when we have that ability to dive in and listen to the wisdom of the body, we really are able to make the right choices for us. The discernment lies within the body, not within the mind. Yeah. And what an opportunity to honor that piece because we can be really stubborn to some degree <laughs> and really heady to just outsource so much information, which information is beautiful. And it is such a, a gift to, to go into that. But until we really soften and, and tune that listening back within, we don't recognize what, what it is that we really need. Absolutely. And I think collectively, we are so overstimulated in our world that it's easy to just operate on that trajectory rather than to slow down and to tune, tune back within. Yeah. The wisdom library of the body is is a powerful tool that practices can get us in touch with. Do you have a favorite practice for for beginning that journey if you've been in the top mind for a long time? For me personally, and one that is most accessible is to soften into placing my palms on my body, wherever they are called to in the moment. Let's say I often find if I'm not focusing on my breath, my heart races, or I feel so many speedy thoughts running through my mind. So even if it means bringing my palms onto my head and just taking a deep inhale and exhale and just watching and just noticing where's my energy, questioning, and even that pause in, in asking that question is a reset to, to shift from everything being pulled outward to what's happening right now without judgment, just observing. Mm -hmm. And I feel that's maybe one of the reasons why you and I align <laughs> so deeply and so beautifully because you were so attuned to the energy body. And I mean, you're attuned to everybody, but just watching you over the years and your evolution of your journey. So I'd love to hear more about where you are now and where where you've come from yeah thank you it's it is very similar i started as a teenager as well in, in yoga 
and found that it was the first time that I was able to find this really deep, compassionate stillness that existed within. And I had just never found the tools to really access it. You know, it's with us inherently this ability to be soft and to feel safe and to feel steady and balanced. But the practice of yoga for me facilitated my connection with that experience. And I discovered something about myself and it led me on this long journey of study and practice of yoga and Thai massage and Ayurveda that continuously just opens up the beauty of life. And, you know, I think ultimately that these practices, these ancient practices have led me into the deepest worlds of healing, of healing trauma, of connecting with the truth of any experience, which is that we are whole and complete, no matter what has felt like it's fragmented us. And somatics are really practices for the future. I think that if we are going to create the kind of earth that we want, we need to first and foremost be in touch with the wisdom of our body. We need to be able to find that place of inner stillness and abiding and to really have a sense of what's going on energetically and emotionally so that we don't externalize it, so that we can come home and find a place of peace and balance that helps us thrive in our career, in our relationships, in our well-being. So I'm in love with these practices, and it's just such a gift to be able to study them and share them. What would you say your favorite practices are right now as you say, coming back home, coming back within? You know, what you were sharing, Kate, of touching your own body, this is a huge practice. The work of Peter Levine of somatic experiencing is, is very close to my heart. And it's kind of like this place of permission to self-soothe. You know, when we have babies and we have children, one of the goals is to encourage them to self-soothe. But somehow we forget that as adults. <laughs> we forget that we need that too. And sometimes that pause and that self-compassionate touch can be enough just to notice the warmth of your palm. There are so many ways of coming into the body when we're feeling stressed that help us regulate our heart rate, activate the parasympathetic response so that we enter into the rest and repair phase. We live in such high stress times that we are honestly always in a fight or flight response. If you notice your breath in any moment while you're driving or while you're working, you may notice that it might be shallow and quick rather than slow and deep. And so that loving awareness and attention on the breath, this connection with the body can really create a space where we create safety within ourselves. And again, from that place, it gives us so much freedom to accomplish what we want to accomplish, to do what we want to do, to create the kind of health and longevity that we desire and that we have the technology for. Mm -hmm. I love how you use the word freedom because there's such a, a connection with safety and freedom. And by each individual finding that way to come back within ourselves, it does spill over into the collective way of, of slowing down. Because on the other hand of that, 
when we are all so over-conditioned into racing through life, we just follow the, the speed and keep up with that. But if in the overall collective community, we could slow down, how much more freedom that would give to find a slower pace and to really be more in the body rather than so much in the head or even out of the body. How often we go through our days and just operating on autopilot, multitasking, but not tr truly resourcing and being present moment to moment. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you driven somewhere and then arrived and then thought to yourself, wow, how did I get here? I wasn't paying attention the whole time. But it's that autopilot existence that is so common but also it really doesn't access the full potential of human being because our brains have neuroplasticity. And if we're looking for longevity and a healthy brain as we're aging, the key is variety, diversity, doing things in new ways, doing new things. And somatics gives us that potential. And I feel like noting as well is it's not always possible to feel safe. The external circumstances are often out of our control mm -hmm. and we may be in a situation that truly isn't safe and maybe feel a little bit of powerlessness around that. But these somatic practices, these tools are good for, especially good for those times. Yes. Because if a war is going on around us, the biggest gift that we can give ourselves is peace on the inside. And so even if it's for moments, you know, even it's, if it's that five minutes or that 45 minutes that you take to devote to yourself, to being still connecting with your breath, connecting with movement, connecting with a higher source, whatever it is that really makes you feel connected and not alone that will build and cultivate an inner experience that is steady no matter what is happening around. That gave me chills as you were saying that because as we are having this conversation and where we find ourselves in this current day, we are living in such contrast of times with war going on in the world, which there's always some form of, of dark and light, but just the heaviness that we are moving through and just knowing how much human suffering is, is happening. And although we can't always help firsthand, what you just shared is such a reminder of how we can offer that safety moment to moment in our own bodies to begin our days that way and to just share that breath of, of prayer and gratitude that we pray we're rising into a more conscious realm more peaceful realm, and then also to close down our wake state before going into the dream state. Because if we're not resting properly, how much is being processed through our subconscious, but to really nourish ourselves and tend to ourselves and to hold that as a way to carry, carry all of us through this time. And as, as heavy as that may feel, just really being transparent with what we can take on and what we can feel in our conscious and subconscious minds. Yeah. 
it's powerful that we are in these times of dragons and that we're creating community and we are creating gathering spaces, whether virtual or in person, that promote this sense of community safety, that give us the opportunity to take action when action is able to be taken. And if there is no action to be taken, that we can cultivate peace and acceptance and this overall coming home to this place of loving kindness. And we can generate that. And it literally does change the world. There's the Meyer Harishi effect and studies that have shown that simply by meditating in a group, we can impact the crime around us. And I'm getting the chills just thinking about it, though. Right now, you know, there are thousands and thousands of Buddhist monks meditating for your peace and happiness. There are so many opportunities to come home to this experience of love as the core of who we are. Yeah. And to trust in that. Yes. And, and that's part of our, our intention and our mission being here in these conversations is to return, to invite that invitation to return back home within ourselves, to find that, that beam of light, that torch of light that can carry us through and ignite this radiance that we can, we can share wherever we find ourselves in the world. Yes. And then extend it outwards so that it, it reaches our families, our neighborhoods, our communities, our country, our neighboring countries, and beyond this ever-expanding field of, of love and kindness and peacefulness that does reverberate and encircles the world. So, yes. So on this day, that's where we find ourselves, seated together in the circle, envisioning everyone coming together in circle to, to illuminate and to connect and unite. So we thank you for, for being with us on this journey. We look forward to more time together, to hearing from you, and please do leave a response. Go ahead and take some time to let us know how this landed with you and how you feel about somatic practices for the future and cultivating a world filled with love and peace and safety for all. That's it for today. Thank you, beautiful one, for being here with us. We hope you've learned something or felt inspired in a new way. If so, we hope you'll share this podcast. It's really helpful to us if you can go in and leave a review. This helps us reach more people and build this beautiful community. And in the meantime, we invite you to nourish your body, mind, and spirit.